on in the mic. No, you're good. I can hear you and you can hear me, yeah? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, cool. Welcome back. Hello. I haven't talked to you in a long time. I know. I, was it? I think it was two years to the day that we first spoke. Yeah, you were in Miami and you were, your, your attitude was very much, don't really know how this is going to go. Yeah, <laughs> Let's just see what it. happens. It's crazy. Where are you now? Are you in, um, in Oregon or whatever? No, I'm actually in London. Oh. Yeah, sorry, not as exotic. Yeah, really. that's a bit. Nah, that's a bit but I'm right. going to Oregon on Wednesday and then I'm going to Miami on Friday. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, what? Uh, it, there's your thumbs up, look. <laughs> um, what's, um, what's it like going back now and having. Because, like, say, I was thinking about it earlier on. So, like, year one, you went there and I remember you were like, not nervous. I'm sure you were nervous, but you didn't appear nervous, but you appeared kind of like you were kind of jumping off a cliff a bit and it was like, yeah. let's see what happens. And you know, you were like, Oh, I don't know how it's going to go and blah, blah. Um, obviously hoping for the best. And then year two, you go back and you've got like Daniel Brandon day. You've got like cues out the fucking gate. Like it's all nuts. Um, what's it like going back again going back to Miami again? I think it's, I, so I very rarely allow myself any kind of, uh, I suppose reflecting time just because the, the calendar is so full and then family and work and everything like that and I feel like this time of year because you've just had that holiday break yeah, and not everyone is up to like 100 miles an hour in, in the first few weeks of January it's a moment where you know, I'm allowing myself this, I guess, opportunity to reflect on the past two years. And I, I feel more than anything, I just feel incredibly excited by, you know, going back there. It kind of like is the start of, of the season from, from a, a CrossFit perspective in many ways. And I think there's this kind of quiet buzz around the community. And Wadapalooza is like that that kickoff point for everyone to kind of rally around and mm. and celebrate uh, fitness for the year. Um, so it just feels kind of deeply exciting to me. And I think yeah. to, to the point of year one, sorry, my email keeps, is it coming through on the show? Yeah, you're just so popular. No, it's just like I probably owe people money. Join, join now for hot chats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um I think in the first year because I was I'm very happy I didn't come across as terrified. I really This is was. sorry, just not to interrupt, but this like gonna need subtitles. This is like watching Peaky Blinders. If you think that Ben has a Birmingham accent, you need to just educate yourself a tiny bit further. <laughs> um so shall I enunciate more? Um, I think you're doing just fine. Thanks. I think the, yeah, I think it's now I feel able to enjoy it, I suppose. Yeah. Which I think is a big, a big step in a positive way. Um, were you, were you like, what was your emotions say going back? Cause obviously you had big plans. Um, last year, 
like you knew what you were doing you're that's one thing actually you're you're very um like teasy and like secretive and like you don't you don't actually say anything of what's going on and then it's just like all this shit happens all at once um yeah. hang on i'm just going to change the background oh well, um, where are we going are we going to we're in miami aren't we for this background i like this background i know yeah but look we can't have it all there one way oh there we go um there that's better oh um what uh what was your emotions like going back last year when you knew because I'm, I'm assuming that there's more uh there's more pressure for yeah. that when it's like you know um yeah. did we did we say what we were doing last year no there was no there was like little like oh we're gonna do there was like a flower tease and then there was like a there was like small little teases and there was never any actual like yeah you know this is this is what's uh this is what's gonna happen but then it goes massive then when it happens so like is there this kind of anticipatory feeling of like yeah you know what's happening and like you know ryan or whoever else everyone knows what's happening but then it turns into like there's this kind of fever pitch reached and yeah. then it just kicks into gear. Yeah. I think there's um there's there's always a plan. I think it's partly a bit of a defense mechanism because we're always like right on the edge of something maybe not coming to fruition. And so yeah. if, we, <laughs> if we write everything down and put it all out and then for whatever reason you know, something awful happens. Like, I remember last year, I felt so sorry for them, but the poor Innovate guys, like all their stock got stuck somewhere and it arrived on like the Monday after Waza. Yeah. Like, something awful like that would to happen, then it would just be absolutely devastating. But generally, you know, one of the things that I find, and I hope everyone else finds quite fun is, not really knowing what's going on and there being an air of theatre and surprise around what we're doing because it it makes it more interesting and and I think you know these days no one has to really wait for anything like people have lost their patience you know you expect everything now immediately as fast as possible uh, and to kind of be a little bit secretive and 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 tease things and bring people on this this little journey is I think fun and that's why kind of people in, engage with it and and you know like interacting with us did you so like when you when you were setting up um your little vision board of rad or whatever at the start was the um was the intention to make it like a cool brand because it's hard it's a hard thing to do it's a hard thing to say that you're going to do it's a hard thing to get right it's an easy thing to fuck up and to be like oh we want to be really cool you instantly sound not cool when you say something like that <laughs> so like how do you go about making a brand cool without saying guys we need to make it really cool i think the so i think when you look at someone who has an air of cool and this is but i'm not saying me by any stretch of the imagination but when one sees someone in the street there is something about the way in which they carry themselves, which is incredibly authentic and never feels particularly forced. And those two combination, that combination of those two things is, I think, ultimately what manifests, manifests itself in being cool. 
Yeah. And I think very quickly, if you try and force something and it's not quite working, that's when you instantly go into oblivion because people just see straight through it. Um, so it's about, I guess, in everything that we do, we're really considered and we take the time to, I guess, really hone in on what we're trying to say to our audience. But then it's about giving enough in whatever we're doing, but not too much that it just becomes overbearing. Because I think that's yeah. the thing, isn't it? There's a subtlety to it. Um, a bit of a it, nuance. Is, is part of the... Um... <clears throat> And I, I know from like reading your posts on LinkedIn and stuff that a lot of this like wasn't necessarily intentional, but more like hands tied sort of thing. But like the, the supply and demand thing of like, we don't, we will not have enough shoes to have a big stock on our website constantly or whatever. And then that drives this kind of fevered, like, shit, I need to buy, like I've fallen for it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> shit, I need to be like on, like ready to pounce, like waiting or whatever. Um, Is that, do you think that added to it? Do you think that helped you in some way where like it created yeah. a kind of a, that like limited run kind of thing? Yeah, because then I think people, people are always looking for some exclusivity and, you know, something that someone else hasn't got always has a higher value. Yeah. Um, and so I think that definitely helped us. It also got people incredibly angry which <laughs> there was a period of time where I had to get off Instagram because I was in the DMs of Rad calling everyone a see you next Tuesday, which wasn't going down particularly well amongst uh, our friends in the US because that is a really bad word in the US. Yeah. Hmm. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't, it tends not to land well. No, um, it doesn't, but the Aussies love it. Yeah. It's like it's our it's our like we say like they just throw, yeah. yeah they just bandy it around like there's no yeah. tomorrow yeah, yeah um, what what was it then that made you go for um Danielle and Laura was it that kind of because they're 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 similar in a lot of ways but they're incredibly different in a lot of ways as well yeah they again there's something about those two as athletes that you you can't really define but there's an aura around them that draws people to them and i think they they they're both very different as you say and laura i think she probably won't like me saying this but there's a shyness to laura which then that comes across in a way that kind of has this air of mystery around her and that's why i think people are really fascinated by her mm. i also think because she has a relentless obsession with winning and being the best. That is also something that people are fascinated by because to have that drive and that level of um, focus is very rarely seen. And so I think that's why people really gravitate towards Laura. And then I think Danielle, she has this same sort of infatuation with winning but also the way in which she carries herself and the way in which she has these other interests outside of the sport 
whether it's fashion or makeup or or, or beauty, um, I think kind of she shows her, I guess, like her real life and and you get to see Danielle as a just a, like a normal a normal person and she has interests like anyone else does. And I think there's that that level of connect uh, connection through to Danielle that again people are really kind of uh, they really engage with. So mm. as you said, they're both very different, but I think for different reasons, people really enjoy either watching them compete or off the field. And that's where I think they're two really special, special athletes. It's um, funny as well because like they are they both have that I fucking hate saying the word cool because nothing sounds less cool than the word cool, but they both they both are cool, but they're both like in incredibly different ways. Like Laura's cool in the sort of way that like she could not give a fuck what anyone says about her or to her or anything. Like she's just so like she's just water. Like just yeah. and always has like a some, some like I remember I emailed her asking her to come on the show about like I was about a year ago. And she had been on the show before. I was like, Oh, I'd love to catch up, blah, blah, blah. And I was sitting on the couch beside my wife and I was like, Fuck, she emailed back. I was like, I wasn't expecting that. And um, I started reading it out loud and I read it so enthusiastically at the start and quickly trailed off because I was like, I read what she said. I was like, Hey, Peter, so great to hear from you. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was so funny. But like the fact that she emailed back and like had no, you know, wasn't like, Oh, I better do it or I better not say no or I look like this or I'll sound like that or whatever. Like you have to respect it. And yeah. it's the same, like, you, you know, any clips I've seen of her, like in the behind the scenes that's coming up and stuff, she's just like, she's just her and there's no, you know, she doesn't pretend to be anything or whatever. And Danielle no. is the same. It's like, they're just, they are who they are and there's no, you know, it's, it's easy. I think in the sport to fall into the trap of like being like a shop window and just being like, you know, Oh, I need to sell this thing. Mm -hmm. And I think it's clear that you've made a good choice in the two of them because they never appear to be selling, you know, they're never like, you need to buy rad shoes. Rad shoes are great. You know, there's never any forced aspect to it, luckily, because that'd be fucking awkward. But no scripts or anything. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But it is, um, they're, uh, they're a remarkable choice. Is there ever, do you think, is there ever, uh, are you eyeing up like expanding that? It's, it's moving from two to three or a male athlete or a. Yeah. Else? Yeah. Um, we, we'd love to have some athletes um some more athletes and I, I think i don't want to i don't want to speak out of turn because there's other people who are investigating and the ink might not be dry yet on the uh the contract oh wow um but i think there's a few athletes that we're we're about a few to yeah wow is that like yeah. are you going to announce them like in miami or just in the first few weeks yeah i think the plan is I'm, I think it's either this week or next week. Uh, Flip, all right. That's yeah. cool. Which is, which is really cool. Um, as I Can said, you... I, again, I'm not being secretive here. It's just yeah, like yeah. speak out of turn. No, and... that's fine. What, <laughs> uh, what, what side of the Atlantic are they based? There are a few... In there must the be a shit ton. How many athletes are we talking? <laughs> there's a few on this continent and a few more. I there's. I think there's six. Wow. Yeah. God, it sounded really like Owen Wilson there. Um wow, but it was six. authentic. That was yeah. a, that was a cool wow. <laughs> um, not forced. Wow, yeah. okay. So six 
geez, that's a big jump. I was like, oh, maybe they'll bring one more in this year. Six is, that's major. That's really cool. Yeah, I think, so I think last year was, and this is another bit of the reflecting I've done. Year one was this moment where we tried to, I say we, like there was loads of us. It was basically me and another person (laughs) (laughs) where I tried to, put the the previous three years of work into to practice i suppose yeah uh, and, and just navigate the year and not get through it like it was a chore but it was really 100 miles an hour just kind of see what happens <clears throat> and then i think year two that's that may, that same mindset kind of trickled into into year two and because we had so much going on and and was such a small team there was never the ability to really look up into the future and say actually what are we doing where are we going because mm-hmm. there was always a fire to fight over here or a crisis to solve over here and so i think towards the end of last year we managed to get some amazing people into the into the business to kind of help ease the load across the team and what that really enabled me to do was kind of take a step back and go, okay, like, what are we, what are we trying to do as a brand? What are we trying to do as a company? And a big part of who we are is the people, um, both within the team, but also the athletes that we want to support. And so last year, I didn't feel we were in a good space more than anything in in my head to be able to go okay we really want to partner with these people and these are the reasons why yeah. uh, and in the last few months <clears throat> having that headspace has enabled me to go actually i'd love to support this person this person this person and these are the reasons why and i think to your point about laura and danielle is we always want to pick people who have something to say you know because they're then real and they're not going to be this robot that is like buy rad shoes they are the best it's like actually they might be talking about something political or they might be wanting to support a charity or they're doing something amazing within their community you know i think that's uh as important as how they perform on the competition floor Hmm. Um, and i think that was a big kind of reflection point for me was the people that we choose to support are or, or do represent who we want to be as a brand. And so we had to grow on our athlete roster. You know, because... But it's funny though as well, because like, so there's a lot of companies that are struggling in that respect. There's a lot of people that, there's a lot of companies that are pulling back and that are like canceling athlete contracts or not renewing athlete contracts. Like, I don't want to name names, <laughs> but like, do you know, like Noble are essentially gone from the space. I think they're keeping like one or two. Wit seem to have lost a lot of their athletes. There's a lot of companies that are like, ah, maybe this isn't as lucrative as we thought it would be, or it's not coming back the way that we thought it would. So hmm. is this a sign of like your intention to support the sport that you love? Or is it a sign of like you're fucking dominating at the minute and you've got you're in a position to do it? No, I think that's that's something that I often reflect on is people think with this huge behemoth, we're still an absolute tadpole. 
in in the grand scheme of things. Uh, and I like. I mean, it's very flattering that people think we're massive, but we're not. We're really small, and it is about really supporting those who are competing now and and who train multiple hours a day you know they sacrifice so much to to kind of compete at the level they do we want to be able to support them and then we also want to be able to support the new athletes that are starting to come through uh into i guess the the what's it called like the grown-up division yeah their expression oh i think um and so so the someone in rad hq now is like fuck's sake pen um you know it's i think the other thing what or is is like you know the the perception that brands are are pulling out of the space is i think they're probably I have no idea about their inner workings, but I also would say like to have 15, 20 athletes on your roster, again, that then waters down what you're trying to say as a brand because it's like you're supporting anyone and everyone. And then it becomes hard, I suppose, for people who want to support the brand or support an athlete to understand what you're trying to say and how you're trying to position yourself. Mm. So, you know, I don't know about Noble and and what's going on there, but I think what they've done for the sport for the last five, six, seven years has been phenomenal. Uh, and, you know, those guys were a massive inspiration to me to start Rad in the first place. Um, and, you know, I, I hope that it's not a reflection of them in Struggle Town. It's more them going, actually, this is what we want to stand for as a brand. This is who we want to support. We feel like these guys represent us in a much more meaningful way. And so we have to kind of let some people go. Mm. But as I said, I've no idea what's going on with these different companies. Um, yeah. And I think we always try and stay in, in our lane and be laser focused on what we're trying to do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Ryan. Um, but that's you know that's always been how i wanted to compete back in the day and and run the company now is like we don't really worry not that we're um not that we have an ego and we don't care but we don't worry about other people are doing um because you know we've we're setting out to to really focus on what we want to do and you know, it might be some other people are going off on this other tangent and some are going off over here, but we, you know, we set out a plan and we're going to mm. execute it. Yeah, there's a danger of becoming too reactive then as well of like, oh shit, these are doing this, we need to do similar. Exactly. Um, but it's funny, so when you're looking for, say when you, when you decide at the end of last year, like, all right, I want to expand or whatever, are you, oh my God, so many things are clicking in my head now where I'm like, I bet that's that person because I saw this happen like four months ago. Um, is it a, do you look, are you like, all right, we really like this person. Let's send them some shoes and see if they like the shoes and blah, blah. Or are you like, hey, we saw this person wearing our shoes. Like they, of their own initiative, went and got the shoes. Let's yeah. talk to them and see, like, or, or does it matter? Is it just whatever works? Yeah, so it's it's a bit of that. It's a bit of who's wearing the shoe, 
let's reach out to them, see if they're interested. And then it's also then following up if, or, and following up, having a conversation, seeing if we vibe, you know, it's like the vibe check first before anything else. Yeah. And then for those that have maybe been in a contract and then that has expired and they're kind of looking for other, uh, other opportunities, or they haven't been in a contract and we want to, we like really like who they are and what they stand for. The first port of call is always right. We're not going to have a conversation until you've tried the shoe and seen whether you like it. Cause you get the shoe and you think it's trash. It's like, well, we don't have a bazillion other options like other bands too, where you can like, you know, wear a pair like, of... Do you like this one or do you like this one? <laughs> yeah, what's the difference? One's red and one's blue. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's like, because our product offering is so slim, yeah. we really do have to get on with the, with the product first and foremost. And then we kind of talk about whether we want to team up together. Um, it's funny because... So Rad used to sponsor this show like wait like about about two years ago for about a year. Um and I remember for a long time I'd be saying to people like, you know, if anyone ever asked anything about shoes, I'd be like, oh Rad's. And then it was difficult because people just assumed like, oh, but you're like paid to say that. And it's like, well, like technically, yes. <laughs> but like <laughs> also the fact of the matter is it just is a really good shoe. Um and it was it came back. Um I bought another shoe recently. Um, and I was like, right, I've all, only bought rads for the last like two years. That's the only shoe I've bought. So I'll buy another shoe. Yeah. And I said, I'll just see what it's like. And then I'll see if I'm, I'll see if maybe I just like all shoes and like, I don't have a type. Maybe I'm just a whore for shoes and I don't like it. And I'm just a bit of a slut and I'll take anything. Um, but like immediately, so I did like one workout bottom of both my feet cramped. <laughs> I was like, that's, I was like, that's never happened before in rads um and then it happened so the next i worked out in the, in those shoes like five times and five times my feet cramped um and then i realized something about rads that i can't say about any other shoe that i've ever worn and this isn't me i mean i am sucking you off a little bit but i'm not intending to um i rads are the only shoe that i've worn like I'm going to Miami now on Wednesday. I'll wear my rad, like my running rads. And I know that at no point in the airport on the plane, the other side, will I be like, fuck, I need to take off my shoes. So the two, like the rad ones and the rad or ones are the only shoes that I've ever worn that I could wear them like 50,000 steps, no problem, sit down and not immediately want to kick them off. Or like I could sit on the couch and just like go, get up to go to bed, still wearing my shoes. Whereas... <laughs> The, so the, second, the second the second i finished a workout like two days ago in the other shoes the second i finished i was like get the fucking i was like kicking them off and i've always questioned other people doing workouts and taking their shoes off afterwards i'm like what the fuck are you doing it can't be that bad but that was because i was wearing rads and it wasn't that bad and then i, then I realized like oh fuck that's just it's a good shoe. That's why that doesn't happen. But that so that is John from Make One's Great Again. That's his mark, mark of whether a shoe is any good is whether he has to kick it off after working out straight away. He's like, yeah. that's my first marker. 
yeah no not not for me it's like i can wear the i can wear the shoes to work i can wear them like traveling whatever and at no point they be like oh fuck i need to like stretch out my foot or like you know just feel flat ground or just like you know move differently never um so congrats i don't know why i was telling that story but congrats the great shoe well, um tom the designer he'll be very yeah this one guy said yeah. um so there was always a thing um when rad started that it was i remember when you were on um from miami that time you were like oh like we're we're kind of talking about like a running shoe like we're kind of we're like working towards that it's a while away yet and it was like i mean you literally just launched and you were talking about this and it didn't launch for like 18 months or something after that um is it hard when something like that is happening and you know that it's coming and you can't actually do anything about it. You just have to wait and wait and be like, oh, it's not right. We need to change this or whatever. And you don't want to rush it or whatever. But like, and people are asking for it. And people are saying like, when's the next? Like, what's different? What's coming next? Yeah. Is, it dif- is it difficult not just be like, just shut the fuck up and wait. Like, it'll come mm. when it comes. Just shut up. That, it's, it's so funny because I, it's, really, it's really sweet of people. But I often will get messages. And they'll be like, oh, like, I've got this amazing idea. I think we should do like this colorway or whatever. It's like, oh, like next drop, you should do this colorway. And it'll be like, you know, in four weeks' time, we'll be the next drop. So I think it's not through like being stupid. I think one of the things I've really learned through the process of learning how to make shoes is like everything just takes fucking ages, right? We, we start coloring up shoes, like just like getting colorways sorted around 14 months before they launch. Wow. Um, developing a new silhouette in general is between 20 to 24 months. What so, do you mean by a new silhouette, like a new shape of shoe? Yeah, like a completely new. So like okay. if we did the second version of the training shoe or an, a, an additional running shoe or a trail shoe or yeah. a skate shoe. It's, it's two years from when we first start on that project to when it gets seen. And I think people just don't really have an understanding or can grasp that someone would be stupid enough to spend two years working on something and, not, and, and virtually have nothing to show for it. Well, that's me. Hello. <laughs> um, and, and I think it's one of those old, what is it? Not a proverb or a, a bloody saying is like um, good things come to those who wait. Like when it comes to footwear, you just have to be so patient. And I think particularly during this weird time where there's been oh, this kind of like this from launch or before launch, there's just been mad stuff happening with global shipping and and freight. Oh, uh, there was that fucking ship in the Suez Canal or whatever. That yeah, that's yeah. happened. And and so there's always some kind of challenge logistically that slows things down. Um, for the longest time, it was not being able to travel to our manufacturing partners in Vietnam because they were could just shut because of covid so what would normally be a process of spinning versions of a shoe over like a 10-day period you might get two or three iterations would take four to six months because you're having to do it through computer and ship it to each other 
with tweaks. Yeah. So it's just like stuff like that has just meant the process has taken a lot longer. And I think because I don't know what normal is, I just think, oh, well, that's how long it takes to make a shoe. Whereas all the guys in 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 the footwear department who you know have been in the in the game for 20, 25 years, are like Ben, this isn't normal, just so you know. <laughs> it should take us 15 to 18 months, and I'm I'm none the wiser. So yeah. I think it's just like, you know, I never get annoyed by people saying, Oh, just, you need to do this or bring this shoe out. I'm just like yeah it's in the works and it's actually when you do have those requests to me it just shows that people um i suppose understand that we listen or think that we listen and that's more important than anything like we're yeah. not this this kind of faceless uh corporation like i'd hope people would be like okay they're real people there we can have a conversation with them and they're trying to do their best all the time. Like, yeah, I think it's it's great that people request things. Um, <clears throat> you've also branched out. So you've brought out the runner, uh, the running shoe. Uh, but you've also branched out. Like, so I've seen like addition. I've seen some fucking weird people wearing rads. Like, not weird. Like, as in some surprising people. Like Chris Hemsworth was wearing rads. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know how he got them. That's nuts, though. That's, I know. He must be like. Is it photoshopped? He must have got like his hammer out and like flown <laughs> somewhere and you know robbed them. Yeah, that must be so cool though when you see people like that. Because even like even if you're not, even just the fact that someone that well known is like, oh, they're a nice shoe. Like yeah. it's like it's still just another person liking them, but it's still cool and it's like fucking hell. All right. Yeah, it's really cool, and I think it also. So like for me, there's been two moments where I've like, whoa, this is crazy. And they've both been when I've been traveling because often when I see people wearing them, there's, I feel like there's maybe a tenuous link to that person, whether it's like, you know, we're at an event or we're, you know, in a city near a gym or whatever it is. But when you're in the middle of nowhere or, or in the middle of somewhere, but you're kind of like, whoa, there's a shoe. That's kind of wild. And they've both been like, one was in an airport and there was just like, I saw like three or four different people through the airport wearing the shoe. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, there's no way I could possibly have a link to this. Yeah. So that was, that was really cool. And then the other one was we were visiting friends in California and they kind of live up, uh, they live in a place outside of San Francisco. Um, and we we were staying with them. And over the other over the mountain is Santa Cruz. And so we like drove to Santa Cruz to go to the beach. And there was just a guy like running along the front in a pair of runners. I was like, this is crazy. Like there there have been the two like standout moments for me. It's um, like a, it's like an ex, it's like a a crazy enhanced version of you know like whatever five six years ago when you saw someone wearing metcons yes <laughs> and you'd exactly. be like oh yeah. yeah you'd be like that wouldn't you yeah, yeah, yeah i wonder i wonder are they like sitting somewhere now being like i'm pretty sure i saw the founder of rad at the airport <laughs> oh actually yeah but this guy yeah a guy came up to me yesterday it was really he was really sweet 
and he I was in the bakery and like I think he was quite shy because he like waited until I was basically leaving and he said yeah. oh, I just wanted to say like really like your shoe and I was like oh thanks man he's like yeah cool and then like ran away <laughs> um but it's just like, yeah, those are the things that are really cool. Like, of course, it's amazing someone like Chris Hemsworth's wearing the yeah. shirt. It's crazy. But I think it's just like seeing people who there's no possible way that I could have a link with them. That kind of blows my mind. It is crazy. But it must be cool as well, though, when you see people who, like, in CrossFit that aren't sponsored or that aren't, or that you haven't sent shoes to or that you haven't engaged with and you see them wearing them. Like, that's a nod of, like, these are fucking good shoe. Yeah, these are, yeah, this, there's a nod of approval there. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And and I think when you have, like, coaches wearing them and, yeah. and you know, people that are going to be more discerning, shall we say, and can pick any brand, um, that, for me, is the, the thing that is like, okay, we're, we're doing a good thing. Hmm. There's always self-doubt. Now yeah. even. Yeah. Every day. Constant. Over, over what though? You're sure yeah. surely it's like pretty settled. Yeah, but no, it's I think it's just the nature of never being satisfied and always wanting to improve. I think yeah. that that kind of athlete mindset is the one that always goes okay how can i improve this how can i optimize this what can i do to improve this element how can i tweak this you know you're always looking for that like incremental gain and yeah. improvement uh and i think that's the that's the key because i think if i ever lose that then the company's fucked and i might as well do something else does it add more pressure now that there's a team now that you've yeah. got like what you said you have what like seven is it yeah, well, no, now there's, gosh, now there's close to 20. Shit, okay. That, yes, that is, it's an absolute privilege, but it is a fucking monster bit of pressure. Like, there's 20 people in the world that are relying on Rad being successful to be able to pay their mortgage, buy food, raise their children, go on holiday, whatever it is, it's like, whoa, okay, this is this is a real thing now. This isn't me in a cupboard with a funny idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, this yeah. is like, but it's also something which I absolutely love. And I think the people, you know, as I said earlier, it's it's all about the people that I'm with you know, whether they're athletes or people that work alongside me, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for, for anything. I think you've got an amazing team who are supremely talented. Uh, and, you know, I, I think they really understand what we're trying to do and what we're trying to achieve. And I think that gets them excited, which then gets me excited. And it's kind of this big self-fulfilling cycle um that we all kind of drink the kool-aid together and and, and get going with with work um, yeah so but even was, like your your black friday idea would have been a bit shit if it was just you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and moses so, yeah. yeah that was that was i hope people thought that was funny it was very funny um yeah. Is is that is are those kind of concepts those kind of because you've done that a few times you've done like 
the golden shoe thing you've done that like if you find a mixed match pair um like one i think there was one was there one comment or something that was like there was there was definitely someone in the comments i can't remember the comment but there was someone in the comments that didn't get that it was like <laughs> that it was deliberately being done so that yeah. someone this was a prize for someone that yeah. they were like oh well, if they get to, you know, how can you not organize it? The right shoes, it's like, dude, it's a fucking giveaway. But like, are those are those giveaways? Um, like, are they are the campaigns planned around those things? I guess the golden shoe is probably a bit different because it's like a one off, like at the games or at Miami or whatever. But like the um, the colorway thing for Black Friday was that was that the idea, and then the concept grew around it, or did you have the colorway? And be like, what can we do with this? Yeah, so that was that was actually so in that instance, because I think it, when you take a moment like Black Friday, it's you know it's it's so it's so big from a brand in a brand's calendar because so many companies rely on it to drive so such a high portion of their revenue for the year that <clears throat> to I mean, we're really fortunate that we don't have to use it in that way. And so for us, it was like, okay, well, every brand is going to be doing something. Like, we don't really need to, like, participate in, like, the mad sell everything for five bucks. Yeah. So let's just do something that's fun and a bit of entertainment. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, And I think the, you know, the idea was then, okay, well, what could we do from a product perspective that we could then kind of lean into having a bit of fun and goofing around? Uh, and again, kind of showing that we're real people uh, yeah. within, within the team. And so, yeah, in that instance, it was like, okay, we want to do a mix a mismatch shoe thing. Okay, we could do that for like one person actually could we turn this into a bigger moment for black friday is like you know something that's a little bit different and my, my shorts are particularly bad in this video um, um sam is so good isn't he he's amazing yeah great great <laughs> script writing great editing it's funny he re- like already he really has such a style where it was like five seconds into watching it i was like this sam had something to do with this i don't know what but he had something to do with it and then he put up a thing and i was like i fucking knew it yeah um, but yeah he's very good um you had i saw you posting recently on instagram and uh on other places as well i think about people stealing shoes and like putting up like sh- oh. shit links to shoes what was that about oh man that was so so like the last the last three Christmases, there's been some kind of like stress or thing that has happened. So I was like, okay, maybe this will be like the last one. Um, the first Christmas was the week, well, the it was the Christmas before we launched. And so the there was that like new lockdown and basically the US were like, if you get COVID, you can't fly to the US for 10 days and you have to retest. And I was like, fuck, if I get COVID, I might miss the launch of the brand. So I, I, then, like, I basically like quarantined and then I flew to the US on Christmas Eve and was just like on my own for two weeks to launch. Then last year, um, 
a load of our shoes got like stuck just before a launch and then this year we what we do is throughout the year if there's like shoes that when we first started because i wanted to make sure the product was of a really high level we qc'd all of the shoes in the warehouse as well our side so they would get qc'd what does does qc uh, mean qc is quality control okay yeah yeah. so at at the factory they'd be quality control and assessed and then they'd be boxed up and then we would as a team go and qc them in in our warehouses as well and the reason what, for that was what, what, what's that pro- so is that process like you take it out of the box you look at it and like exactly move take it out, around a bit or whatever. yeah take out every single pair of shoes check them over check the how we want how them. big how big is the team when you're doing that so we had like seven or eight people Fuck no. extra, extra hands in yeah um and we do it over a couple of days and the main reason was because I know that as a new brand, we have a huge job to convince someone to trust us from a product perspective. You know, when you have brands like Nike and Adidas and Reebok and Noble and TYR, who are these big companies making products and who have a history of of making products, you know, there's there's less I suppose, barrier for someone buying a product from them because they have a history of making great product, whereas we don't have that. So I was really keen to ensure that any kind of defect, minor flaw with the product didn't go out because I didn't want anyone to get something subpar and then be like, oh, rad shit, I'm never buying from them again, and then telling one or two of their mates because then it spreads. So what we did is we had quite a thorough QC process in place and over that period of time, we accumulated some shoes uh, that basically weren't fit for, for purpose or selling. And so we then looked at ways in which we could then, um, I suppose, dispose of them. Of course, this is a challenge because, you know, you don't want to just like throw them in a hole and in the ground, it's a complete waste. Um, and so we found an amazing facility in the US that takes them um, and distributes them in South America, Africa, uh, developing nations, and basically provides products for people to sell in those regions. Um, Unfortunately, we couldn't find that for the UK. And so we had to, we found this facility that would then grind up the shoe and then they would turn it into uh, like playground oh i know the stuff yeah the kind of math thing yeah, yeah exactly so we boxed them all up sent them to this facility um got the certificate that that is that had, what had happened someone uh, saw an opportunity <laughs> yeah someone saw an opportunity took all of the shoes well what we think is all of the shoes and has basically then then sold them to like you know discount places Fucking or, hell. yeah it's mad absolute madness um, uh, but you're at the mercy of just like ebay or whatever then because it's yeah like... so then you're like you get you, you you can't like speak to anyone at ebay because it's all computers vintage you can't speak to anyone facebook you can't speak to anyone 
Um, yeah, it's been a bit of a pain in the arse. But yeah, is what it is. There's not a lot we can do. They are stolen goods. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if, I, if people buy them, then fair enough. Talking about the, um, you know, seeing it being surprising seeing someone in an airport wearing a pair of rads, your head would fucking explode if you're walking through like Nairobi. <laughs> you see yeah. like some guy selling rads exactly. on the side of the street. It'd be so fucking crazy. Oh, no. Like a chef. Your chef wearing them and then, yeah. you know. Or like one of those guys walking up and down the beach with like rads tied around his neck just selling yes. them. To, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, you uh, recently... Um, so there's been a lot of rumors recently about, well, they're kind of put to bed now, but there had been a lot of rumors about who was going to take over the sponsorship of the games because Noble seemed to be pulling the plug or whatever. Um, and then, you know, I know you say you're a small company and stuff in comparison to some, but like your name was bandied around a bit. You did nothing to quell the rumors by um, sitting opposite Dave Castro and like, you know, like recording him or whatever that story was that was put up. Um, it was... Was there like when you do things like that, and then it has a response in the general st- in the like in the ecosystem? Are you like, oops, or are you like, oh, cool, that's funny? Yeah, I just go, oh, that's funny. Yeah, I did. Do do- know, was that actually a rumor? Yeah, yeah. Was it? Yeah, that's it was like cool. your your name is bandied or was bandied around. No, um, yeah, like it quickly became. It it quickly became the narrative that like it's probably going to be go rock um was like you know quite fast but there was a period of time and it was around then when you were with dave that people were like oh maybe i oh, like really? kind of pause um i think as well a lot of it might be wishful thinking where people were like that would be cool um that would be really cool yeah, you, we... you, you kind of engaged with him early on that that was clever i think um to kind yeah. of you know what was super cool about dave and the... i mean i won't say he's just such I think he's one of the reasons why the sport is was in such an amazing place. Hmm. And I think the way in which, you know, people like get offended by his like brashness or his bravado. And it's like, you know, he's clearly doing it to create some theater. Like, but people don't get that, do they? They like take it all at face value and think he's like deadly serious. He's like, no, I'm like creating a character because that makes the games more entertaining. Like, yeah, that's his whole agenda. Um, but yeah, he um, he's just he's such a cool dude. And he, what happened was he saw someone wearing a pair of the our second launch was not our second launch our third launch there was a gray pair with a blue sole mm-hmm. called uh i can't remember the name um but he basically saw someone in a gym wearing them and filmed them on his phone on instagram and went up to them and was like hey what's that shit? oh look there's my thumb <laughs> it was like um there's a <laughs> he went up to them and was like hey what are those and they were like oh they're called rad he's like rad what what's rad and they were like, oh, it's this new footwear company. And so he tagged us on the on the post. And at the time, I was still the only person employed. So I was like responding to everything. Uh, and just, you know, had sent a few messages back and forth and, you know, sent him a pair and he, he really liked them. Uh, and has been like, you know, an, I guess like uh, an unofficial fan of ours 
from the very beginning. And it, it was super cool for me uh, to to then be able to meet him and have a conversation with him a few mm. months ago. That's for a, a very different project uh, that is coming in a few months' time, which I cannot wait for. Mm. Uh, we're doing a, a documentary about one of our athletes. Uh, and I think it's going to be like no documentary that anyone has ever seen in this space before. One uh, of your current, one of your current athletes. One of our current athletes. Okay. Um, it's, it's an incredibly powerful story that is going to be told. Um, and of course we have all the fun CrossFit stuff in there, but we, we go through the journey so far of this person. And I tell you, I watched the like first assembly last week and cried a bunch of times. Wow. It's it's really cuz cuz it cuz it was shit. <laughs> yeah, I was like what are we doing? And all this money what a waste. Um yeah, it's it's very good. Um so he was gracious enough to agree to participate in that. Um for us um so yeah we we went out and interviewed him this was around thanksgiving yeah super cool that's cool um have you watched any of the behind the scenes have you i haven't i really want i i've heard they're much like just pay just pay the 20 dollars man it's 20 dollars 20 dollars i'll support yeah um yeah so uh you can watch so there's, there's three so part one A and B, which <laughs> which Savannah told me the other day on the show, the reason that it's called one A and B is because he was like, uh, episode one is too long. We need to split it in two. And they were like, all right, do we need to renumber all the rest? And he's like, no, I just call it one A and one B. <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> um, I thought that was very funny. So one A and one B and two are currently out and three is out, I think, oh fuck is three out sunday or else it either came out sunday or else it's coming out wednesday but three is like bike like it kicks into gear um yeah so if if there's anyone that hasn't including you that hasn't paid the 20 dollars or whatever if you pay it now you'll be able to binge watch like four episodes and then carry on next weekend with five six and so on um but i watched the bike one yesterday and it's like it's fucking good like there's lots of like there's lots of shit in it, like lots of good there shit. Is, is it like um, the old behind the scenes type? Of yeah, thing? Yes. yeah. So it's like the first, first like two, not a lot happens. I was watching it with my wife. Uh, oh, it's coming out Wednesday. This guy would know he's editing it. Um, if you don't oh, know Will, he's like incredibly gifted, like crazy good. He looks very um, handsome too. He is very handsome. Um, he is editing it, yeah, and it's like, um, so it's. I was watching it with my wife the other day and we watched like 1A, 1B and 2 and she she goes this is shit like what's like nothing's happened yet and I was like what do you mean and she said nothing's happened yet and I said yeah well it hasn't started yet and she said you were fucking three episodes in like when is it gonna she said there's only six episodes like I'm not gonna see anything and I said no there's 15 and she was like oh right okay yeah that's fine um but she started watching, so she watched the third one, the third one with me um, yesterday, 
and she was like all right that was really good like she oh, was like great. like she burst out laughing like two times um and she generally doesn't really laugh out loud at stuff especially things i say <laughs> um but she burst out laughing a couple of times and she i can tell as well i can tell that she's starting to like savan like i can tell that she's yeah, like starting cool. to kind of come around a bit um but there's loads of really cool bits like like little bits with dave and little bits you know like those kind of little uh, yeah, okay. interactions and stuff that are cool um one of the things that uh dave says to him actually at one point uh which i'll bring back to you now is he turns he turns around um in the buggy and he says like uh you know there's like a thing of like overbranding yourself <laughs> and he's like you're wearing like you've got ceo hats ceo top ceo whatever um are you ever conscious of that with rad that like now that you make shoes and clothes that it's like well i've got all this stuff around i just wear it all the time but then it's just like you're wallpapered in like rad yeah I am very conscious of that, and I I'm wearing a different brand. What, I've got an Arcteryx hat on here. Oh wow! You see, um, yeah. I, it's I funny, I actually assumed that was rad. I just couldn't oh, see the. <laughs> couldn't have said anything. People might have been like, "Oh, there's a beanie coming out." <laughs> um, no, I am actually really conscious of that, and I think one of the things again, talk going back to that cool word is, I think the thing that is cool and that I want us to be able to do is for people to integrate our apparel, our footwear into everything else they wear. So if yeah. they're buying from another brand, let's say, oh, LSKD, for instance, uh, good sponsors of the show. If they're <laughs> buying from them, uh, I want you know them to be able to buy their leggings or whatever it is and then wear our hoodie and our shoes or our socks and their tops or whatever yeah. it is. Um, Chris, yeah. uh, funnily enough, Chris Hemsworth, Hemsworth was wearing LSKD the other day as well. So he's obviously taking note of that. There you go. He's taking note, you know, mix, yeah. the, mix the brands up. I think, you know, and this is going to sound like I'm blowing my own trumpet here. But one of the things when it comes to like how we manufacture our products and and the materials we use and the process we go through, like because we have a consideration of our impact on the planet. Like I know where all the cotton for this hoodie has come from. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like those things. And I know it was made in a factory that pays fair wages and there's healthcare and, you know, everyone's over the age of 18 and all those kind of things. So it's like wearing my, the products we make, I feel there's a pride to that as well. But I do also go, man, you look like a fucking dickhead today. You've got <laughs> way too much rad on. <laughs> I because I feel like a I feel like a twat. If I wear like a t-shirt belonging to myself, I'm like, oh please don't let anybody ask. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, what's that? Like, yeah, what's that t-shirt? Nothing. <laughs> I'll just take it off and throw it away. It's nothing. Don't worry about it. This is a podcast. Um, um, there is there is actually a really good bit in one of the behind the scenes where Dave is asking Danielle where she, like the rads that she has. He's like, no, they never sent me those. I like those. And, then she, and he's like, oh, I'll take yours and I'll just sell them on eBay. Um, <laughs> it's pretty funny. And then uh, Barry is asking, is my wife in the chat? No, she doesn't watch this shit. Um, <laughs> the last the last episode my wife watched or listened to was BKG in 2020, I think, was the last episode. Um there was something else that I was going to bring up there. Fuck, I can't. Oh, yeah. Barry also asked, can we bring back the black, red Jordan? So I know that one of the things with Rad is, say his name out loud, actually, Ben. You'll like this. Barry McCockiner. 
Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. He's on the Surely Baz is on a wind-up. Oh, he is, yeah. Um, there's um there's one of the one of the things that Rad is famous for is like no repeats, no like no you know, never rerun a colorway and never is it do you think a time will come where like in three years' time you'll just be like, Oh, let's just start at the beginning and just do all of them again because now that the like it, 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 would you ever do something like that or ever do like oh that was a really great one that people love let's bring that back as a surprise or yeah but we might be on like v2 or v3 by then yeah um i think and i think this is the thing is like more established brands that have a history they could lean into their heritage and they can go <clears> hey <throat> look here's a shoe that we bought we made 10 years ago and it's kind of retroed and bought back i yeah. think that's definitely an ambition of ours because I think more than anything, people love nostalgia and they love reflecting on the past because it, it evokes emotion and memories. Uh, and so I definitely think we'll do that. There'll be a time and a place where we, we think, Oh yeah, let's fucking do it. Yeah. I still have my, I say it's like it's, they're ancient, but I still have my Daniel Brandon rads from Miami last year. Um, the thing so the thing i like and i have i have the white pair of r1s um and the thing i like about them is like when you get them and put them on you're like holy shit those fucking rads were ruined when i came home from miami like with just people standing on, or me standing on my own foot when i'm standing still and stuff like just dust <laughs> the white ones i wore the white ones to i don't know was it madrid i think it was madrid never been the same since oh they're absolutely fucking ruined and then i put them i had a white jumper i think it's an lskd jumper and i had like a little pink strip on each shoulder and it got stained and i was like i'll put them both in with fucking you know daz powder or whatever so now my white rads are like kind of got a weird pink hue but not yeah but like not in a good way it's like look just looks it just looks weird like it doesn't look it doesn't look like it doesn't look like i'm describing it it looks like a mess. Um, so yeah, um, the, you mentioned there version two, version three. Is that something that are you like? Is that actively in process of like? Yes. New new version of both shoes or different shoes or? Yeah, different both shoes, different shoes. Um, you yeah. mean earlier on at the start, you mentioned like trail running and you mentioned skate shoes. Are they the kind of things that you're looking at? Yeah, they're in the works as well. Because you have a you have like a BMX racer, don't you, and a like a skateboarder that you're kind of in touch with and that wears yeah, your stuff. Yeah, so we have a skateboarder um, who's he is one of the coolest human beings I think I've ever met. Wow, because he's just this this soul who is just has no agenda, is completely open is genuinely interested in connecting with all walks of life um he's called manny and he's also one of the world's best skateboarders um yeah we we're doing we're doing bits with him and the thing that's really interesting we're going to do a little documentary piece on him but the thing that's really cool about manny is up until i think it was five years ago or six years ago he was that like stereotypical thrasher skater kid get fucked up booze drugs just go on it and then one day he was like man like boozing and drugs are fun but the thing i love the most is skateboarding and i just want to be able to do that for for as long as i can so he's like 
well, how do I do that? Like, I need to stop boozing. So he's like teetotal. I'm like not doing drugs. He's like, I need to like, he's really struggling with like pain in his knees through like inflammation. He's like, right, I'm going vegan. Uh, he's like, I need to start training. So he has like this strict like training re regime, eats really well, meditates. Uh, and, and I think that's kind of a reflection of, you know, the, the positioning of Rad is, yes, we started in the training space, but ultimately we, we want to be occupying those kind of lifestyle sports and those action sports in that people train now to pursue those sports for longer, whether they want to skate for longer, surf for longer, ski for longer, you know, like there's, there's this Is it swimming <laughs> <laughs> flippers, rad flippers. Yes. Thank you, Sam. We will be making some swimming trunks. I think they might be releasing next week, actually. <laughs> or this week, end of this week, yes. Buy, buy a pair of swimming trunks and get a free pair of shoes. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Speaking of, I just want to bring up, um, so you actually have uh, a lot of stuff going on next week, funnily enough. Um, so you're going to... Um, Miami yeah and you're setting up East Flag it's essentially like basically like across the road from where Waterpalooza is on is that correct yes and there's a nice street so where Flagler stages over the road continues Flagler East Flagler um and there's a pedestrianized street we're going to be on that street um cool. where the store uh, come down, hang out. Uh, we've got we've got some cool cool colorways. We've got some some product that you can only get there. The okay. most exciting thing is I got to show you this. Oh, you might not be able to see this on my telephone. Where is this? Can you see this? Oh, what's that? Oh, wow it's a it's a it's a printer in a gun whoa do that again where's my reflection wow that is amazing yeah. so people will be able to like customize their their tees and stuff like that in the store which is going to be pretty sweet you'll be able to do it yourself and there'll be like lo lots of different logos that people can put up will like that you said telephone and not telephone. just cell phone or phone cell phone. Um, sorry yeah cell phone um will also said i'm never going to be able to find it um but he also said in the comments earlier on that if voice ringtones were still a thing he'd use my wow <laughs> from earlier on <laughs> i can't find it I agree. Um, um so you're also doing um i saw danielle uh put up on her stories earlier on that she is going to uh, where are we down here somewhere saturday i think this peak 360 yeah. Um, so she's going to be at that on Saturday. Yeah. Um, and you're doing a lot of run clubs. So on Thursday and Friday now. Did you know that? Well, is she? Yeah. <laughs> you certain of that? I'm not 100% certain. I'm okay. Because I, I, I also think she is. Um, but I'm not 100. I think she thinks she is. And I think she is. And you think she is. And... Should we not start the rumor? I mean... Ah, fuck it, she is. I mean, they're not going to say no to Danielle. Um, I heard she is. Um, but she doesn't have a spot. 
I think it's just tricky. Yeah, I think it's it's tricky. Um, but like, I'm sure she will be. Like, I wouldn't say no. Is it because she's red? Probably. Mm. <laughs> I think. Um, no, I think it's like. I I actually don't know to be honest, but I know Morning Choco put up a thing earlier on saying, um, oh, it's official. She's on the leaderboard now. Eat dick, chalk up. Um, <laughs> Maureen Choco put up a thing earlier on and said, uh, she's on the leaderboard as of 10 minutes ago. Okay. Maureen Choco put up a thing earlier on and said, they're, with their female listing, and I, I commented on it and I said, you left out Danielle. Um, and then th- a few people were like, oh, actually, she's not competing. Um, so, yeah, eat dick, everyone. Um, all right. So, you've, you've, <laughs> you've, I'm so gracious. You've uh, partnered with Garmin. And pliability for a, f- a couple of things. So Garmin, obviously, that makes sense. The run club. Uh, pliability, obviously, makes sense because um, go while weren't available, I suppose. Um, and <laughs> you, uh, you're you going to um, Peak 360. You're going to Wynwood. And you're going to Downtown Strength. So they're the three, like, the big... They're, well, they're the three that I know of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they're the three big, like, homes, hubs. And... They're really, again, the really cool thing about them all is, you know, we just have this this kind of natural relationship that we've yeah. built with those there. Didn't you do something with P360 with Guido? And was that the Open last year or something last year? Yeah, last year I went on Guido's podcast, which was super cool. Um, and then we, they actually did an internal throwdown uh, towards the end of last year that we, help support um who just kind of and they were have always been the mate well guido's always been amazing to us ever since we showed up at Wadapalooza first year hmm. uh, you know who's kind of a big a big supporter of ours so it's 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 great to be able to kind of show them a little bit of love and you know hook the coaches up with some shoes and and hang out um just meet more amazing people and I think one of the things is just something made me think like, you know, that behind the scenes is kind of going back to like that old school way. At the weekend, we did this throwdown in in Manchester and it was so cool because it had like all the energy that I remember of when a group of people just come together and try right. and better themselves and it was great because there was loads of people that had done it before and they were like, fuck yeah, like that's exactly how I remember it. And then there were a load of new people that were like, whoa, like, I've never been to anything like that before. But someone described it as it was like all the energy of a competition without the pressure, which I thought mm. was like such a good way. It's like everyone's just there. No one's secretly going, oh, I fucking hope this guy fails this lift. Everyone's just like, oh, yeah, just do what you can. Um, and, and that was that was your sling and send, um, and you're doing yeah. a few of those, aren't you? Yeah, we're doing them a, a few in London. Oh, sorry, a few in the UK over the next few weeks. The next one is in London. Um, one of our new athletes is going to be showing up to that, which would be cool. Oh yeah, that was Steve. Steve missing his lift. Just missed the PR on his lift. Um, Sixty-four then, years old, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> 165 um, um sorry then, uh i cut across you there so one one of the you're doing one in london and one one of your new athletes is going to be at the one in london yeah 
Wow, okay. So she's going to fly over for that one, is she? He. Fuck. Okay. That was worth it. <laughs> that was, it was worth a punt. Um, <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. Well, who the fuck could that be then? Oh, I'm just going to get, I'm going to get lost in the weeds if I start doing that. Um, I wanted to show you this as well, just while we're on the whole Wadapalooza thing. Um, have you seen this? Have you seen Heat 1? Whoa. So it's like a fantasy game right oh and you can like you can yeah bet. you do you do your roster um so there's no gambling yet but i think that might be in the works um so it gives you all the workouts you pick so you can pick like your top 10 overall male and female male team female team and then you can also the shot caller is like all right roman's gonna win this workout and you pick him to win it and then you pick a female to win it That's and you can set up so like you can set up a rad league and just have all the employees of rad and be like right whoever wins this gets like two weeks off that's sick it's really cool yeah so it's that's two, two hours off <laughs> um so that's going to be a big um they're doing a big launch now at Wadapalooza. um cool. and they're doing so on the on the whatever i'm trying to think of the word the live stream and um, there's going to be like little graphics coming up of like who's the top pick for the Oh, for um, that event. Yeah, who what fans or who are they picking for it or like who's you know what percentage of people are picking whoever. So um cool. so when you're watching the live stream. So if you, um anyone that's watching wants to follow Heat One app, um and you can download it. So it's an app, you can download it in the in the app store. Um, or if you're a dumbass, you can download it in the Google Play Store. Um <laughs> and um so you're flying over, so you're gonna go to Oregon and then you're going to Miami from there, um, and you're on East Flagler, you're going to have pedestrianized area. You're going to have uh, shoes, exclusive colorways to Miami. Is that accurate? We've got shoes aren't exclusive. They're early release, but we've got okay. exclusive tees to Miami. And are you doing, is there going to be another like Daniel Brandon day or is that, there will is that be a Miami? Is that a Miami thing or? A... There will be another Daniel Brandon day. In Miami, not in Miami. All right, okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Um, and then I wanted to just bring up this. I wanted to talk about this now. How do I? Um, so you you put your name coming in here. You put your name as Band Ben. <laughs> um, when so when when you were told so this the story is that you um, will you tell me the story? The the story is that we weren't allowed to ha have a booth at Wadapalooza this year. And the reason for that is because the title sponsor is putting down a buttload of money and they need to protect their investment. So unfortunately, we weren't allowed to attend. And I think, you know, I've reflected on this a lot. Uh, I think it, it was a shame for, for us, but I also understand why, why they did it. You know, we're not in a position to be able to support something like Wadapalooza to the extent they can. So fair play. Uh, I think the thing that was a shame was just the way it went down. It wasn't like a forthcoming thing it had to be like teased out over a period of time which then kind of put us in this spin of like 
being like, okay, well, what are we going to do? Uh, but I, I've kind of further reflected on it. And it's like the thing that I keep saying is like, it's not the object that matters. It's the idea, like the idea that we stand for, you know, what we tried to do with rad is like bigger than just our product. And so I feel like, you know, you can stop us showing up with a shoe, but you know, you can't kill the idea. And mm. so we're just going to keep, keep marching on and we'll always find a way to, to do something and show up. And I think it's also challenged us to think, uh, think outside of what would have been quite a comfortable, easy thing for us to do. And I think we've actually ended up in a, in a better place. Um, so thank you. TYR for the banning. Do you say TYR? That's what they're called, aren't they? I actually don't know. Like I've it I have never been less confident about a company's name. Like I've heard Tier, Tire, TYR, and Tur. <laughs> but <coughs> I don't know if that's all people mispronounce. Tier, that's not like Tier is what but I've maybe, heard. Oh Tier. Tier. Sorry. Sorry. Tier. And then Tear. Now I would read that as Tear. <laughs> not tier um that's just mocking me for the way i said third um the so like could you could you have gone could you have set up a stall and sold like t i know it would be stupid like but could you have set up a stall and sold like t-shirts and socks yeah then so what would you do with your shoes you'd have to have shoes somewhere else anyway originally it was suggested that we could go but we couldn't sell shoes which is tricky when our only product is shoes yeah. And then it was suggested that it was probably best we didn't attend. Okay. So here we are. So you need to change your name to suggested I couldn't attend, Ben. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, well, look, I've no doubt that you'll make it. Um, it's one of the things, like, you know, I kind of opened with it talking about being cool and stuff, but it's one of the things that, like, it's so hard to get, it's so easy to get it wrong. It's so hard to get it right. But you have this, you've you've obviously built a remarkable team around you. Like I like Ryan. He's probably the only one I've actually really engaged with. So I can't speak to any of the rest of them. The rest of them are probably assholes. Um, but like you have this team around you that's just, everybody seems to know like exactly what they're doing and what the purpose of what they're doing is. Um, even like bringing on Adam Clink as well. Like from what I know about him, he's very like, He's, he's obviously very driven in his own pursuits of fitness and like performance and stuff with the crazy shit that he does. But like, he's also very driven and he's, he's done huge work in the past with like community and like developing that kind of stuff. But then you have, you've gone kind of off piece with the media companies you've hired and you've done things a different way with like the rad tapes. And it's just, everything's just like a little bit off color or something. It's just a little bit kind of, outside the lines um but like it's it's truly remarkable um and i think it speaks volumes that last year it was so hard to get a pair of shoes in miami because there was always so many people around like i think that's a testament to the company the fact that like there is a clamor to have people people just want to be there and people want to be around the brand and they want to be they want to wear it they want to be seen with it they want to be seen with the athletes that wear it um so I know maybe a couple of years ago you might have been a bit like, fuck, I hope this goes well. But like what you've accomplished and what the company has accomplished is astonishing um, in such a short period of time. Like it's crazy, crazy impressive. 
Um, good luck with Miami. Thank you. Um, good when luck with you your. Uh, I think I get in Wednesday evening. Okay. I get there um, Saturday morning. Jeepers, you're cutting it tight. I know. Saturday night. That's Yay. Gabe from Paper Street. He's a good dude. Um, Saturday night, we're going to have a little knees up and some pizzas in the store if you want to come down, hang out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll ask, I'll ask my roommate. Yeah, ask your roommate. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that sounds cool, yeah. And actually, I'm not going to be able to find it now, but I still have the little... I didn't go because I'm an introvert, but ah. I still have the little yellow uh, arcade coin thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, from last... Uh, oh, Sam Sam didn't buy his from you. He bought it from Facebook Marketplace. I'm actually bidding on a pair on eBay right now. Um, yeah, Let 25 <laughs> um, my foot fell off um, so yeah uh, best look at everything so East Flagler at the weekend um, and you can go there's different so there's a run on the 10th in the evening there's shit on basically every day in all different places so if you go to rad-global.com um, and you can find the itinerary there and if you just follow along on Instagram I suppose yeah um, you'll, you'll have a lot of stuff up there so Thanks. It was great getting to catch up with you. Thanks very much yeah, for that. That was it. great. Always a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. All the best. I'll just end this now and then we can get rid of all the riffraff and continue.